0: Welcome to Contemplative State with your hosts, Jesse Roff and McKenna Baum. Hello,
1: everybody. Welcome back to Contemplative State. Hope that you guys have been doing well. We trust you've been doing well. Today, we're going to um, start a bit of a different structure, try it out and see how we feel. And that is using the Gene Keys as a way to guide our contemplations. So for the last, oh my gosh, last couple of months now maybe, um, we've been doing, Jessie's been hosting Gene Keys calls uh, in her community, The Crystalline Kin, and I feel like we've both been seeing like how freaking relevant these gene keys are like scary relevant. I don't know I read through the gene key and I'm like, wow, this is literally what is happening in my life right now. Um, and so it's just been a really like supportive tool, I think for reflection and, um, you know, kind of like, Maybe bringing some structure to the randomness of life that always feels nice to to have something to go off of when you need it. Um, yeah, so we're gonna start today. Just a little bit more background on the gene keys if you're unfamiliar. Um, the gene keys uses like combines a couple of different modalities. Um, namely, it's it's an extension of the human design, and the human design calls in astrology. It also uses the Chinese I Ching. Um, the gene keys also connects to different anatomical structures in the body, and um, what's it called? Different like codon rings and amino acids. So it really brings it into the body. Um, you can go really deep with it there's like so many different layers to it <laughs> uh, but with the chinese I Ching, that lines up with the calendar so the gene keys then therefore line up with the calendar and we have about a different gene key roughly every week so that's where that's all coming from and it has to do with the placement of the sun i believe determines where the gene key is so, we just came out of Gene Key 44. We had our call earlier this week, and we're just going to keep riffing off of that. Uh, and I'd love to, we would love to invite you guys uh, to join in the conversation in these Gene Keys calls. Uh, if these podcasts are activating you, especially around the Gene Keys, we have a place already to come and contemplate, and you can share what comes through for you. So, we will, uh, as usual, link to that in the description so that you got some easy access. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I also want to just note that you don't have to know, have the Gene Keys book or know anything about the Gene Keys to know or feel the relevancy of the frequencies that we're speaking of. So. Um, mm-hmm you'll kind of get that on this podcast. You'll get like a taste of the fact that like, you've probably experienced some of these frequencies in your own life and whether or not you have a familiarity with the gene keys, um, you can be a part of the conversation because it will, it will make sense to you. So I just throw that in there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, and these gene keys are basically just different frequencies. That we carry within our collective consciousness, and depending on the placement of the gene keys within your hologenetic profile, certain gene keys will be more relevant for you. Basically, although I don't know, everything feels relevant to me when I when I read it along with <laughs> with the calendar. Yeah, thanks for that, Jesse. Okay, so gene key forty four. Just to introduce it a little bit, and then we're just gonna dive in. The shadow of Jinki 44 is interference. The gift is teamwork and the sidhi is synarchy. And the little like he gives like a little sub description underneath each Jinki, and this one is karmic relationships. And I feel like that just like perfectly sums up this Gene Key and where I want to flow with it. So um, I also want to say this Gene Key is my evolution which is like what i'm here to like learn and grow into and i feel like this is part of why this jinky was like crazy activating for me (laughs) um yeah so in this jinky he talks about he brings in this concept of the fractal family that which is basically like our soul family um and this idea also of the master program so i'll just give the um Description that he shares in this about the beehive that every single bee, you know, seemingly is doing their own thing as their own individual, and yet they're all working towards one common goal. And that's the feeling of the synarchy. Um, So I was really inspired to dig deeper into this idea of the fractal family and like incarnation and reincarnation and what it means to like, he suggests in here, he says that when you incarnate, basically it's not just like you as an individual, but it's actually your whole fractal family. And so everybody who you're interacting with is actually a part of your fractal family. And in that sense is you. And I just find this concept like so activating and I feel like it has really like shifted the way that I interact with other people. I'm curious if you feel that at all or what, what you're feeling with this, Jesse.
0: Yeah. Um Huh. I when you brought it up earlier this week, it was like I hadn't for as much as I have really felt into like, we're all one and, you know, treating others like, because if I am God, then, then you are God as well. And like, Mm -hmm. um, acting accordingly within that in all the interactions with each person being a divine expression of God. And so, um, when it comes to this like fractal piece, um, I, I find it really interesting that like, in the sense of reincarnation that like, when we reincarnate, everyone in that fractal line incarnates, it's like, Mm -hmm. which is kind of like, honestly, like, I feel like my mind is like, I'm still trying to understand, (laughs) you know? Um, But it just, for me, it really anchors this idea that when you go out or like when you're, when you're interacting with other people, it it shifts the mindset essentially of like how you're going to choose with your free will to respond, and so it's it's almost like having this information about the fractal families really helps to reevaluate, um, at least for me, like the like the values that I have of, like, how how I want to show up and play my role and what that means for me. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I feel like it brings in, like, a deeper layer of community, too. Like, and I feel, like, a sense of relief around this idea of, like, I don't have to be for everyone. It's, like, I don't need to, like, appeal to the masses because, like, the masses aren't necessarily, like, a part of my fractal family like it's not a part of the evolution that i'm here to do in this sort of Mm. microcosm of people
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i guess i guess one of the questions i will pose that's coming in so maybe someone listening is going to be having the same question is when we talk about a fractal family reincarnating together Mm-hmm. Is it because that community, that group of people, those relationships are all working towards a common goal? Mm. I feel like... Or I a want common... To... Sorry, let me rephrase that because yeah. I feel like that can be a little bit confusing in regards to the Gene Keys because the Gene Keys in the human design is all about genetic evolution. And so when a when a group reincarnates together, whether they consciously know that they're like you know um, doing any work together, those relationships they are all maybe transmuting the same frequency. Mm. I guess is what I'm feeling. They're all evolving with the same frequency, and they're all helping that frequency transmute together through their relationships. So like, say we're a part of the same fractal family. And we're trans, I feel like we're transmuting a lot of different things. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but we, we often have been finding we're like, we're magnetizing people in who are having similar visions who are seeing this is what I want to do. And we're all kind of like, evolving together to create that and we're we're all having quite similar experiences in our life even though they may look different we're kind of transmuting those same frequencies
1: yeah well this is making me think like i feel like in talking about transmuting frequencies it's sort of like we incarnate with our fractal family and it's like there's certain things that this I almost want to call it like an oversoul. Like, imagine the fractal family as being like one being, because like we are all one. It's like there's certain things that this oversoul is like wanting to learn or is wanting to experience. And so, like, when we come and incarnate, like me and you having our relationship, that's allowing this oversoul that we're a part of to have this experience. And then, you know, something that my friend and her friend are doing is another experience that's all like contributing to this like larger alchemy or like transmutation so i feel like there's certain like this my brain is exploding already thinking about it (laughs) it just gets i feel like it just zooms out so quickly like we have the oversoul doing that but then the oversoul is still a part of source or a part of whatever you know, the macrocosm to that one. And there's some intention that that higher level has. And then there's an intention that that higher level has. And so like, I mean, just zooming back down to like our individual self, like the experiences that I'm having in my body are affecting my fractal family, are affecting the core that that fractal is a part of, is is, like what source is wanting. It goes all the way back out. And, but there's so much like, diversity between all of that i think it's really easy to feel like this is the one purpose like we want to come to like the we want to get it we want to see like the one thing but there's like so many layers to what it is that we're actually like alchemizing or experiencing
0: yeah yeah it, it i feel like this uh exploration really requires a lot of surrender Mm. to like being open to seeing that there's many layers and that we're not meant to like figure it out cognitively so that we because it's the mind that really wants to take you to the place of figure it out so we can do what we came here to do and everyone can be happy like yeah there's some like there's like there's like a false security in that, you know, to like, I can be certain. Mm-hmm. And What I'm learning through the human design and doing the deconditioning process through the human design is that what we're working towards in deconditioning is to not be certain, is to like be constantly in the present and and have no certainty because if there's no certainty, there is no attachment mm-hmm. and then you can be fully present. And um, that's the whole purpose of it, is to become fully present and embodied um, with your passenger consciousness, essentially. So um, I feel like there was something else I was gonna say about that fractal family thing. Cause like when you were talking, I was getting like a visual of like a physical body, like, right, one fractal family is this finger. And they're here to keep this one pointer finger working in, in working order. And they're clearing the channels, so like all the ligaments and everything run well, and like the waters are clear in the joints and everything like that. And then like another fractal family is another finger, and one fractal family is the palm of the hand, and a wrist and an elbow, and like and so each each fractal family has um, its own um, frequencies of evolution, has mm-hmm. its own purpose for why they came. What not why I feel like the the thing is not it's not why are we here it's what did we come here to experience Mm -hmm. instead of like because I feel like when we say why am I here what's my mission we're like searching and forcing Mm -hmm. to have something to do rather than when you say I came here to experience being this pointer finger Mm -hmm. so that's anything this pointer finger is experiencing is all for me Mm -hmm. And that's like a silly example, but (laughs) you know what I mean? So um, really coming into this space of recognizing like, what am I here to experience? And whatever you are experiencing is for you to experience, Mm -hmm. to bring you deeper into that space within yourself of being present.
1: Yeah. Well, and I feel that like, I think that the word experience really encompasses it well, because it's like, you are here to have the experience of being in your body. There's no like, yes, you may be here to alchemize certain things, but it's like, I don't don't believe that there is like a set divine plan. It's not like you're here to accomplish something. Like the accomplishing is just to have the experience and for it to play out however it wants to play out. Like that's that part of it I feel is not predestined. Otherwise, like why would we be here doing this? Then we would already know. we don't
0: know (laughs) i feel like there's someone who's listening who's um thinking to themselves well i can't even remember the question that popped up but it was like well that can't be right we all have to come here to accomplish something there is a purpose and i want to invite you to lean into how does that feel in your body does it feel like tension and control and gripping because if that's the case you're not in the present (laughs) Um, just throwing that in there because that's what I was hearing is like, there's someone who's questioning, well, like that doesn't make any sense. Like we have to, we came here to do something and what I invite you to ask, what if we just came here to experience? And I feel like I'm just going to leave that. What if we are here just to experience being in a body?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And there was really in the in the beginning there was no intention for there to be any type of accomplishing or doing but only to be Mm -hmm. and to follow your inspirations and creative urges wherever they might take you um because this what i'm hearing is like the society that we currently see the accomplishing the doing the production the all of it is created from the mind from control from wanting certainty
1: interference
0: <laughs> it's interfering with the being <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I love that.
1: well i just want to say that um i'm definitely that person that's like <laughs> uh or not that, i mean i'm sure there's somebody else too but i just want to say that like i feel that too of like well, how can there be no purpose? Like, what are we working towards? And I feel like what what has helped me come into ease around this is that I think it's very multi-layered. And so, like, I think it's possible that there is, like, there is a purpose, but, like, on the biggest macro level, there is no purpose. But, like, within that, you know, we may have chosen to come here and do something. And so we can still do that. And we can still like, it's okay to feel like passionate and convicted about doing something, you know, like, that's not to mean that we're just supposed to like float around or whatever. Like you can feel that like anchored certainty. And like, I feel there is, there's truth to that, you know, like that is some sort of purpose. I just think that it, it operates or exists in a way that's a bit different than how our mind thinks of it to be, you know, like, it's not some like finish line. It's like, you know, box. Yeah.
0: Like I made my list and now I'm checking things off and I want to just throw in, you said anchored certainty, but what I heard you say is anchored inner authority. Mm. Because it's not necessarily certain of how things are going to play out but you're, you're anchored in the authority of your inner voice that's saying, let's do this. Let's, let's go do something. This feels good to do, let's do it. And like in listening to that anchored authority within yourself. And then when you were speaking as well, I was seeing this um, and I'm not, I apologize because I feel like I haven't, I don't know what we've been talking about this whole time. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like in it so far that I'm like, I have no idea what I'm saying, but I know what I'm saying is relevant. And um, I'm like really floating in it. But uh, when you were speaking, I'm not sure exactly what you said, but I was seeing that um, before we were in these, these homo sapiens bodies, right? Or uh, I can't remember what uh, Ra from human design calls this current nine centered being, Um, but before that, when when animals and plants were evolving. Were they producing? Were they doing accomplishing? They were being they were in their beingness doing what came naturally to them without they were resting when they needed to rest they like there was no interference. And look at what was created from that Mm -hmm. us currently and so i just wanted to pull that in because i feel like that's a really powerful visual for that it's not the doing that creates the evolution it's the being in your natural beingness it's it's doing what comes naturally to you without any any other interference Mm -hmm. and and that creating the space for the miracle I want to say of evolution to happen mm-hmm. because really when you think about it, like that is a fucking miraculous thing mm-hmm. that other things came from other things and we transformed and metamorphosized a hundred times over, a million times over mm-hmm. and all the different species and all the different. I'm like getting goosebumps right now. <laughs> I haven't even like dipped, like come into the space within myself of like recognizing because like a few weeks ago before it got cold here, I was outside and I saw like all the different kinds of mushrooms that live in my yard. So many different kinds. And you're just like, what? How is that even possible? And like how beautiful each one of them are. And and naturally the purpose that they serve to keep the grass green and to feed the animals and to you know, whatever they do, like, I don't even know all their functions, but like, how they communicate. And I, I felt so I'm feeling that in this moment, like, I feel so grateful to, to this miracle of evolution, that that, that it's created by way of just being what it is naturally mm-hmm. the, the finity of things we get to enjoy and explore and understand. So I don't really know where I was going with that, but just throwing that in there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I feel like that that just like calls in, like you mentioned before, this idea of like surrender or trust that like, it's like trust in the fact that we are always expanding. You know, like we know, we talk about, we know like the universe, like outer space is always expanding, is always growing. Like we're doing that too. And what came to mind as you were talking is, I feel like it's possible that at this point in time in our civilization, we are trying to force evolution. And I I feel like I see that happening through like AI or through like like technology in terms of like, you know, like computers and like electronic technology. Like there's this distrust that, It's like, we feel like, oh, like the next step in civilization, the next step in humanity, we need to like, we need to bring in these things from outside of us almost to like get us there. We need to like, you know, wear our whatever, like Google glasses or implant a chip or something that like, but we are already evolving. Like we don't, that, that feels like that's coming from that place of like interference or control instead of maybe just taking a step back and considering like, that evolution like i think it's hard to see evolution when you're in the middle of it
0: (laughs) Totally. i feel like that's a conversation that's been coming up a lot like my partner jason and i a couple of weeks ago he like we were just sitting watching tv and he like looked at me and he was like i think that we are evolving right now. And I was like, Yeah, we definitely (laughs) are like, and it's cool because of our the miracle of our consciousness, we can become aware of it. Mm -hmm. Whereas before we were this evolved, we didn't have the consciousness of what was happening. And I, I think it's really incredible that we what a, what an incredible time we are in right now that we are becoming aware that we are evolving as beings and not, and seeing the two, like, I love that you brought that in about the AI, the two different ways that we're, we can consciously choose to evolve. Mm-hmm. We can come from this place of forcing and like, like interfering with evolution from the mind space of like, well, this is the way to evolve, or this is like what we can see that we can do, that we can create from something inorganic. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like evo- evolution's gonna happen whether we step in or not. Mm-hmm. And it, and and I guess the difference between what we're seeing through the mind, this force, like technological, uh, you know, AI evolution, which I don't necessarily. I feel like we love technology we use technology it's beautiful it has served so many beautiful purposes um but i feel like there is also to like it, it it needs to be recognized that like that can cross a line that can interfere in a way that is taking us away from that inner authority that inner knowing that depth of connectedness to our humanity, Mm -hmm. and to one another. And um, I think it's really cool that we honestly like that we have the choice. Mm -hmm. You know, and one is not necessarily bad, although it you know, that can have some (laughs) effects that I feel like take us away from ourselves. And for me, in my own beliefs, that is the most important is to like connect to that source within us mm-hmm. and-
1: I just want to bring in too like in there we talked about this I think on our last podcast this um sort of like dance between free will and like God's will and um in Gene Key 44 he says like the master program cannot be wrong so even in like choosing technology or choosing to 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 go maybe more of like that route like you're still we're all still evolving like there's there's like no way around it you know like we're all still going to get to the point i know there's no end goal but like we're all going to get to the point that we're meant to get to because i do
0: we're all gonna get where we're going like yeah (laughs) it doesn't you know and we're like but it's I feel like it's the mind that can come in and confuse like where we think we're going as opposed to where the body wants to take us
1: Mm -hmm. another thought that I've had while reading this gene key going back to this fractal family is okay and I want to I want to bring this into you because I think A lot of the people listening will resonate with this with everything that we have going on with the jab there was for a period of time i feel there was a lot of fear around like oh my gosh what's gonna happen like what about the people i love what if something you know goes wrong what if something happens and then like it it was feeling like you're gonna leave people behind like in talking about this evolution that like all of a sudden like there was gonna be this divide and with this idea of the fractal family and talking about these like choices like we're all still connected and so like i feel in talking about how we're all gonna we're all gonna get to where we're going part of the reason for that is because everybody within the fractal family is doing a different kind of work everybody within the fractal family is choosing different things like like the choices that you're making, that's not just for you, like that's for your whole family, you know, and that I think there's like a balancing that happens. And also this just came in. I do really feel like there's a level of choice on like a cosmic level when it comes to the evolution of almost like, I imagine it like, okay, you know, let's just say like the whole soul family, like we all die, we're up in heaven or wherever. And we're all like sitting in a circle talking like, okay, let's discuss the experiences that we had on earth. Okay, great. We liked that one. No, we didn't like that one. Okay. For the next evolution, when we go back down, we want to, we want to play out this timeline or this timeline. Like I just, I think that there's there's more of a collaboration that happens with our evolution than we think it's not so like just me.
0: I love that because I that also ties in like, why do you think we see history repeat itself, but every time it repeats itself, it looks a little different. Mm. (laughs) That makes (laughs) sense. And we're trying something new as a fractal family. And we're just like, Changing one thing, we're just adjusting one knob, and we're gonna experience it again, but it's gonna look different because everybody's gonna look different. We're all, you know, we're like, do we're doing it over just to see how it goes. Mm. You know, that would make sense about why we see things that seem like we're seeing it now. It's feel has a similar frequency to certain things we've seen in history, Mm -hmm. but it looks different. And there is something a little bit different about it. It's not exactly the same. It's not playing out on repeat like Groundhog Day. Like there's there's little parts of it that are are different. Mister on that in there.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's got my mind going. Just coming back to you know the the title of this is karmic relationships, and. I see that like history repeating itself. I see this as sort of like a karmic loop, almost like there's something, like the reason why it repeats itself is because like, yes, we've evolved a little bit each time, right? But obviously there's something, something that hasn't been quote figured out yet. Otherwise we wouldn't be, the reason why it's happening again is because we like haven't, we haven't gotten it yet is like the way that I see it.
0: It's like we haven't cleared the channel
1: yeah yeah like it hasn't been like transmuted or alchemized yet and i feel like because what's coming up right now like as we're talking about this is i'm like yes and i but i feel like something is different right now there feels like something different like yes there are certain things that are repeating but also no like I it just feels like Maybe, maybe all of the fractal families have agreed like, okay, we're, you know what? We've learned as much as we could learn. We're kind of tired living out this karmic loop. So we're going to take a different path, you know, like we've gotten what we needed out of it and what we didn't get. It's okay. Like we're done with this game. (laughs) Let's move on to the next thing. Like that's, I mean, that's kind of how it feels. And like, because okay I'll just I'll just get real deep here for a moment um so when I was reading gene key 44 I was sitting a lot like I was saying with these fractal families with incarnation and with how different you know like our fractal family exists along a spectrum of consciousness you know like we have there is higher consciousness in it and there is lower consciousness in it I think that you can even align this up with time and the lower consciousness is like past lives things that happened before and the higher consciousness being future timelines and it's all accessible right now like it's all it's all connected and i feel like and this is just like my you don't have to be into this idea this is just like how i'm rationalizing things right now and what like resonates with me i feel like at this moment in time there is a lot of higher consciousness, or like you could say like future embodiments that have incarnated into this third dimensional low, which you would consider like a lower frequency reality. So I feel like a lot of the higher frequencies within these fractal lines are here right now. In order to break out of those karmic loops, we're like, okay, great. You know, we're sending in the big guns, because we no longer need to play out third dimensional consciousness. We've gotten what we needed out of that. And for whatever reason, we need a little bit of extra ammo. So we're gonna bring in the people who can handle holding a higher consciousness within a third dimensional body.
0: <laughs> yeah, that resonates with me. Um, I mean, cause it does like, it's so interesting. Cause like yesterday I was feeling really like caught in like a loop in mm-hmm. myself. And I like got up and I like moved my body and I cried. And I like, I actually like used my voice. And I was like, yeah, like Wah! like just like to mm-hmm. move the energy to like get things heated up. And I felt so much better. And I'm just saying that in the sense of like, when you say like, we're sending in the big guns, it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, there's, you know, like it, it's like what I heard when you said that it was like, it's time to level up guys. Like we're not. We're not going to get stuck in this loop like let's get hot and bothered and like let's just go like you know like let's put some fuel to the fire and and let's like burn up all this shit so that Mm -hmm. we can just experience something new experience Mm -hmm. something different than what we've been experiencing so yeah that that does make a lot of sense yeah
1: well and yeah and that's what i mean by like i feel like it's very layered when it comes to like what's our purpose or what's the reason to be here you know because i do feel like part of The purpose that at least i feel like for myself and and like yeah that feels relevant to me is that like okay we have incarnated with the choice of no longer playing out these old karmic loops like you said it's time to up level and at the same time like even that choice is a part of this bigger mosaic of beingness that like that may only have the intention of growing of expansion and like this is just one way that that's manifesting is through this more like pointed action almost
0: you know what i find is so fun about these contemplations that we have is that like we get to these like big concepts that your mind is just like trying to figure out and i thought to myself just now how fun is it to just not know Yeah, we can explore all these ideas and concepts and, and just like, think about it and like expand our minds to what's possible. But we really don't know. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's like, I feel like I've been working really hard to get that to that place in my life. Maybe not even consciously, but like to be able to say like, it's kind of fun to not know. And mm-hmm. to still be a part of it and to still play with it and to still be curious about it. And to just say, like, we don't really know. I have a sign in my office that says nobody knows anything. <laughs> we think we know things. The mind has convinced us that we can be certain of certain things. And really, that is interfer- that interferes with the playfulness and the openness and the flow of the not known of the mm-hmm. not knowing and and it, it, to be like to welcome at least this is what I'm feeling in my body to be in a place within myself that like I'm really not certain of anything and I am open to contemplate all the things and to consider all the possibilities that feels so free to me that feels so like energizing to my body to say like I get to just like feel into it and like I think the only way that we really know is when we know in our body like yeah that feels right and and even that within it and I feel like we've talked about this before like my beliefs and my values and my foundations of things have shifted and evolved as I have shifted and evolved. And to be in the space of being able to say, that's not really, that doesn't really fit anymore. I'm going to, I'm going to open myself up to explore all that's there and find what resonates with my body in this moment. And like, it's like this constant, like, shedding and then receiving and shedding and receiving and like like even just saying that I'm like oh my body feels so nourished Mm. I feel so nourished by like not being attached to any one thing maybe in one moment I am and then I'm able to let it go and then find this new thing that wants to nourish me in its place how how does that resonate with you because like I just feel like I've never been able to say like, not knowing is so fun. Like, <laughs> so like I could dance right now. I feel so good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so interesting because I feel like I literally, I just wrote a post about this basically I was talking about like following your genius. And that's, that's essentially like what I came to is I like, had this moment of like, cause I feel like I am just, I am compelled to try to attempt to seek out the answers of the universe and like what I've learned is I get so much joy out of that process, but I really sat with it recently. Like, I don't like, what if I did have all the answers and the feeling in my body was like, was dread, was just like, (laughs) oh my God, it was like, well then what? Like, then what's the point? Like, I don't like that sounds horrible. That sounds so boring. Like, then there's nothing like the exciting part. It's the curiosity, right? And like, I've really come to recently, and this is not something I've ever like, I didn't ever get this before, but for some reason it just landed for me is like, we're here like to have an adventure. Like we're here on this advan- adventure of like discovery of like of finding new things and then like being excited you know like when you have that moment where your body is like oh my god I found the thing and just like totally like being present with it and celebrating and just like letting that be like such a joyful moment and and letting it just be that and then just like letting it go and being like you know once once that's been fully sat with being like, Okay, cool. What's the next adventure? You know, like, like last night's party was great. What are we gonna do today? You know?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I love that. It just feels so just you like saying like, I I come like, if you had all the answers you felt like thinking in or feeling into that you're like, that would be so terrible like there would be nothing left for me if I had all the answers and like getting like I love that you came to that space within yourself because that feels so fun like Mm -hmm. I almost saw it as you're like oh you're like at a buffet and you're just like oh my god this tastes so good Mm -hmm. good. yeah and like oh this oh that doesn't taste good I don't like that like you know and you're like getting to like find what tastes good for you Mm -hmm. And like that resonates with me because like I, in human design, I, I'm a taste cognition. Like I want to, I'm like palate, like give me all the things on my palate. No wonder I was a sommelier, you know, like just like I want to taste all the flavors and I want to talk about it all day long. Like, And I want to hear about what you tasted too, because that informs me of like what other possibilities are out there. And
1: Yeah. And can you imagine if you'd taste, if, what if you'd already tasted all the flavors?
0: Oh, i would be so sad. Yeah, I'd be like, "There's nothing. There's nothing here for me anymore." <laughs> yeah, um, and yeah, it's just, uh, I feel like this was really good. <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna have to like integrate after
1: this. <laughs> <Not> always.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like I feel like we've given our listeners a lot to consider. Um. And to contemplate for themselves do you feel like there's anything else you want to tie in with this or do you feel complete
1: there's like 50 other things i want to tie in so i'm i think i think this is a good stopping point
0: (laughs) give us some material for our other podcast. we can yeah um okay so thank you so much for joining us on today's um podcast we look forward to hearing your contemplations of these topics and join us next week. We will be um, having a guest speaker, Vita Marie Myers Bay, coming on. She's at Aligned by Design on Instagram. She has been studying the human design and many other um, modalities for quite some time over 10 years, I believe. And she's gonna come on and talk about the deconditioning process through human design, which essentially means you're following your strategy and your authority through your human design um, above all all else. (laughs) Um, And it is very fascinating stuff. And I'm excited for her to share all of her wisdom and and her experiences. She is four and a half years into her deconditioning process. So she has a lot of material to share. So Mm -hmm. tune in um, to hear more about human design and the deconditioning process next week. We love you. Bye. Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. We want to keep the conversation going. So if you want to share with us your topics of contemplation or even come on the podcast as a guest to contemplate together, we would love to hear from you. Send an email to contemplatedstatepodcast at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you and stay curious.